Hello and welcome to Josh Coleman's podcast, a place to have inspired conversation with interesting people. Hello everyone. I'm quite excited to introduce this week's guest, Jasmine McKinnon. She's been a friend for some time, is the owner of Sogo Body Therapy, is the co-host of Mouthy Mamas, and co-author of Fuck Fear, a new book that's been released. Let's get into it. Hey Jazz, it's great to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, I've known you for quite some time. Um, I think that I met you probably about 10 years ago, hey? Uh, it's got to be at least a decade, yes, for yeah. sure. It's yeah. been cool to watch each other's journeys and the different projects and endeavors that we've all been taking on in those 10 years, too. It has been very cool, like just to, yeah, like you said, just to observe each other's uh, transitions and almost like experiments and evolution. Yeah, it's been really neat. Yeah, it's wonderful to have friends like that. Um, why don't you start by telling the audience like who you are and what you're about? Well, uh, my name is Jasmine, and um, I'm a I'm a whole bunch of things. <laughs> um, ultimately, um, my goal is to bring. My clients, I work with clients, I'm in the holistic um, healing field, and my goal is to bring clients to just be in a better place after we've connected on some level. So I've basically owned a a business for 15 years in Nova Scotia, but I've been doing my practice for almost 20. Um, I was living in California before here, but my husband's a maritimer, so here we are. Um, Yeah, so... And what kind of of practices do you work with uh, your clients with? So uh, my base is massage therapy, so I've been doing that for 18 years, and then I've been doing um, Reiki, Sui Reiki, energy healing, and I also do body sugaring, which is a form of all-natural hair removal. It's uh, it's amazing. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, and what else do I do? I do reflexology, um, and I've been getting into more of doing re- women's focused retreats, uh, more of empowerment retreats, and also... Um, I'm just starting to step into the role of coaching people too, and I and also I'm dabbling with uh, public speaking. So this is all kind of new territory in the past probably two three years. That's so exciting. So, uh, yeah. Um, so you own a place called Sogo Body Therapy in Sackville, Nova Scotia, yeah? Yes, I do. Do you know how yes, I know that? The... What's that? Do you know how I know that? How do you know that? Well. <laughs> Many, many moons ago, before it was a place in Sackville, um, I used to host meditations in your basement. Uh, <laughs> they, sure, they sure did. It was like when we were just babies. <laughs> yeah. Again, that's been super cool to watch um, to watch that transformation. And how would you, if you talk about Sogo Body Therapy and the kind of the, the atmosphere you guys have created there, I, I've always really enjoyed it in there. What's your intention and aim when clients come in? See, what's my intention? With Sogo. Oh, Sogo. Oh, well, like I said, it's we create an environment that's more, I guess you could almost say it's like more of a spa feel, um, where people, I don't even know if I'd say spa, it's just welcoming, it's warm, it's comfortable, it's not um, uptight or pretentious at all, you can come in and you feel really welcome, And uh, but we give a range of therapy, so it's not that you're going to get a spa experience, you may, but you also will get the therapy you need, so you're kind of known for heavy hands, but uh, if anything, I think people come in um, in some type of need, whether it's emotional, physical, you know, mental, spiritual, and they leave feeling uplifted on some level, whether they feel relief or they feel lighter or they feel just softer. 
it's, energetically or yeah, emotionally. It's really cool because I think a lot of um, places that are doing massage are focused mostly on the physical, if that's fair to say. And I know, mm. I know that you do a lot of work with people when it comes to their emotional releasing and when it comes to their general well-being uh, spiritually too. And I think that's a pretty unique offering uh, for a mainstream business, dare I say. Yeah, yeah. It's, it served me well, and I think it's nice to look at, a, you know, the whole idea of holistic health is looking at the body as a whole. It's not just muscles, right? It's not just bones. It's everything. It's all the pieces of body, mind, spirit. It's all-encompassing. And it's funny, I'll tell you a little story here. Um, people have asked me about my business name, and it's Sogo. Um, and they've asked me, like, how did you come up with your name? And I just said, uh, <laughs> people have come up to me, oh, I need to get a massage. And I'd say, so go, get one. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked it because it sounded, you know, a little Eastern, right? Um, so then I was making a product. And the person that was, well, the person was making it for me, specifically for my business. And she's like, well, what do you want to call it? And I said, uh, uh, I don't know, I had a different name. Actually, anyways, there's a long story. There's a story that you and I are linked in this name, actually. I was going to call it Stellar. Huh? Remember when your, yeah, remember you saw, when your business was Stellar, Stellar Vibrations, I think it was? A long time ago, that was my yeah. ev- my everything, was Stellar Vibrations, yeah. Isn't that funny? So when I was making the name of the soap, I was going to call it Stellar, and then I ended up meeting you like that week. It was so weird. Anyways, whatever. So then we went and looked up. She's like, why don't I call it Sogo? I'm like, ah, it's kind of silly. So then we looked it up, and it actually is a Japanese word, and there's a martial art called Sogo Bujitsu, and it means well-rounded, all-encompassing, um, like, integrative. Like, it's it means exactly what I do. It's so crazy. Like, talk about trust, right? That's awesome. I, I had no idea what it would mean. It could, I could have mentioned, I don't know, donkey dicks. I don't know. Like, <laughs> 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 but it actually means something really epic. So talk about all-encompassing. So that's, what we, that's our approach, and that's our, uh, you know, I say our, you know, I have a team. I, you know, I have a commercial space. Um, but that's always been the goal, you know. Okay, well, let's use donkey dicks as a transition into the next thing we want to talk about. <laughs> and um, and that is that you and um, a close friend and mutual friend of ours, Tara Brockett, run a kind of, I think it's only Facebook Live that you guys work on, isn't it? But it's called Mouthy Mamas? Yes, it's, uh, we don't have a website for it, but it uh, it is through Facebook and YouTube. And yeah, it's the Mouthy Mamas, and we do this thing where it's called Getting Real Behind the Wheel. We're like getting real behind the wheel. <laughs> and we both are very um, introspective and um, we're also feminists and we're also spiritual and we're also very real and have lived, you know, life. And we like to bring up topics that are a little bit edgy or taboo or, you know, people don't like to talk about. Um, sometimes we're still, well, we're usually silly, but we can go, you know, ebb and flow from being silly to serious to, you know, really try to like pull things apart and make people think. So, and, and that it's real, like, you know, we are real, and I think a lot of people hide or wear a mask and, and don't talk about these things or feel ashamed, so, you know, like a topic would be one what's called our dirty truth, and it was just, you know, things, some were silly, like I ate Nutella out of a jar, and then some were a little more serious, like, you know, any kind of adversity you may, we, have, we have experienced. So, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's been quite a journey. Think, we get a ton of really good feedback, too. Yeah, I think it's a really cool project. And I think that something we were talking about before we even just started this today was just that I think in spiritual communities in particular, people can get kind of repressed. And mm-hmm. in, in my opinion, it comes from our very Christian sort of backgrounds as a culture. And so when people start to take on spirituality, they kind of start to filter it through this... Um, 
this lens of Christian pure puritanical stuff. So, well, you certainly shouldn't be swearing, and you certainly shouldn't be talking about these edgy concepts. But I think that right. it's quite, quite inspiring, honestly, to see you and Tara do this project. And I hope that it helps inspire other people to be a little more real with themselves and with their communities as well. I think it does. I mean, the people that know us... Um... I think they appreciate how, like, just authentic we try to be, you know, and we're, no, we're not perfect. I guess that's it, you know, you're, whether you're just trying to function day to day, you're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. You're just doing your best. And, and then you add the element of someone's, you know, claiming to be spiritual and practicing, but you can still practice and not be perfect. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Nothing's perfect, right? Everything's a practice, you know, day to day is a practice. You're, you know, however you roll out your spirituality, it doesn't have to be this this completely clean, pure thing. I mean, you can say fuck and still um, pray or whatever it is you do or meditate or, you know, like it doesn't make you a bad person at all. Yeah, I I really hope that that's kind of like a next big shift, I guess you could say, in the collective consciousness around these things. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, it's it's something I've fallen into those traps before. I'm like, God, like all of a sudden I'm like, well, one must be completely respectful. But, you know, the notion of respect also is situational, right? Like, um, Mm -hmm. it's possible. Oh, yeah, know your audience. Yeah, and it's possible to to say fuck in a way that's not mean or, or hurtful towards others, too. The problem is that people use these words in a way that was disrespectful and it would cause pain to other people. But ultimately, exactly. thats I don't think that that's the way that a lot of people I know use those words. And um, yeah, it's very interesting. Uh-huh. Um, so if people were to find Mouthy Mamas, is that the best way to look on Facebook? Uh, yeah, you can look up uh, actually Journey. No, sorry. It's Getting Real Behind the Wheel is our Facebook page. Oh, perfect. Cool. Yeah, and same with our um, YouTube channel. Well, I'd highly recommend that people do go to check that out if you're interested. Um, Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so the next point on the agenda is uh, that you have recently co-released or co-written and released a book called Fuck Fear. Yeah. Speaking of the word fuck, right? Yeah. And I thought that was really, really <laughs> ballsy and bold or uh, bold to put on, on the front of a, of a book like that. And I thought it was really cool. And it seemed to have garnered quite a bit of good attention because of that. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about yeah. the book. So initially, the, how the book came to be, um, like you said, it's, you know, there's co-authors, there's 15 authors writing a chapter each. So how the book came to be was the person who published the book, she wrote her own memoir, and she realized the power of telling her story, and got a lot of feedback on how it inspired people, because a lot of times it's other people's story too. And she thought, you know, this would be an opportunity for other people to share their stories. So she created this series called the Sisterhood Folios, and each... Um, in the series, there's different books that each have a different title, and then each book has so many authors. So when this was, there was a call to action for authors for this book called Fuck Fear, I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect response. Uh, yeah, I was, I love the title, and um, I have been known to drop, you know, F-bombs here and there, and uh, that's just how I roll, but um, yeah, I think just the idea of like, fuck fear. And it's not so much fuck fear as in you don't have fear, but don't let it rule you. And I think that's where we get really stuck is that it um, can stop you dead in your tracks. You know, you know, I would say, I was thinking about this before the interview, and uh, I'd say that fear is probably the hardest thing that I work with on the inside. 
Um, as a person who's very sensitive as well, as a person who has lived a very strange life at times, there's a part of me that's always felt fearful of putting myself out there so fully. And I think after talking to people, that's a very common fear. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Putting oneself out publicly and kind of like working in, in the public sphere is kind of a feeling like, oh, Jesus, like anything could happen. Anything could go wrong. Um and I've noticed that I can't get rid of the fear. I've tried very hard to do that at different times or to use spiritual bypassing to be like, well, you know, logically fear doesn't make sense because insert whatever. But what I've learned is that I'm going to feel fear and I'm going to have to just keep going and doing it anyway as best I possibly can. Um, mm-hmm. So it's exactly what you just said. What's your relationship with fear like, Jess? Um, well, I think I've, I've realized, especially during this book and all the things I've been kind of really jumping on board in the past three, four years, is that I intentionally expose myself to fear, and um, I, I'm freaking out all the time. <laughs> but I think once you learn how to navigate it, that's a whole other thing. So, you know, we realize most of what we don't do in our lives is because of fear. It stops us, right? But um, if you think about fear, it's a, it's a response in the body, and, the, and we have this primal response that, you know, sends into the whole fight, flight, freeze, a situation where, you know, something scary comes up, you're like, ah, and what do I do here, right? So, you know, if you're getting chased by uh, a bear, you want to run. Like, it, it serves a purpose, but a lot of times it actually is not helpful at all. It's just in your head. Mm-hmm. So I think once you can start learning how to navigate it by, um, you know, being able to, I have kind of like a four-step, <laughs> four-step um, process that I actually has become a one-step process, but um, yeah, it's kind of a four-step process on how you navigate it. The one is asking yourself questions. Um, I don't know if you want me to go into I it I would love you to. No, that sounds great. And yeah. again, this is for the audience, right? We all feel fear. Fear is a real thing yeah. in our world. So what's your process with fear? Um, well, so the reason why we feel fear is a lot of times it's the fear of the unknown. So it's the things we don't know, we don't expect. It's uncomfortable, it feels risky, right? Like you think about putting yourself out there and here you are doing a podcast, here I am public speaking or... You're afraid of people judging you or, you know, what will people think or whatever, right? And then there's the fear of the known, which is you base whatever the situation is, um, and it's freaking out on a past situation that you had. So, you know, all these old stories govern you, um, whether it's experiences, self-doubts, uh, you know, belief systems that you adopted along the way in your life. And, uh, you know, sometimes they they govern you and they hold you back. So if you want to navigate through it, um, I tell, like, like I said, there's kind of a bit of a process and one is asking yourself questions. So, you know, if you're freaking out, you're like, okay, why am I freaking out? Like, what am I afraid of right now? And, you know, what am I telling, what story am I telling myself in this moment? And is it actually a true story is another thing. You know, a lot of times, so if I'm going to use um, an example I was using this the other day about you know public speaking. You know, I'm freaking out. People are listening to me. They're looking at me, and you know my fucking mouth is dry as the <laughs> desert, and I don't make any sense. I think I'm screwing up. Like I'm like, ah, you know. <laughs> and then, um, but then I have to ask myself, like, are people really feeling this way? Is this true? But once I thought about it, I'm like, no, these people want me to succeed. They are here for me. They want to hear what I have to say. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the main thing is, am I in a life-threatening situation? Like, is the true fear response necessary right now, besides being perched? No. No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so that's and your... Then, is, that, is, that the four, is that the four steps right there? No. I, so basically, this. So what it is, is basically, you know, 
Um, is what is happening true? Am I in any danger? No. And then you kind of have to talk yourself into like, no, you know, I see you're uncomfortable. Like I'm uncomfortable. I'm not in danger. I'm going to be okay. And uh, yeah, just taking a deep breath. But I actually have a one-step process. It's almost like a mantra. It's like a cue for me. <laughs> so when I talk about free to other people, I give them the, the steps. But for me, I um, I joke around. Have you seen the movie The Hangover? Um, you know what? I haven't, but I'm very well aware you know, of Zach Galifianakis, and I love him. <laughs> yes. So there's one. There's a, this little guy in there. His name's uh, Mr. Chow, and he gets over like in situations where they almost die, right? And so in my mind, I'll say to myself, because this guy, Mr. Chow says, but did you die? Right? This is his line. So in my mind, when I'm feeling freaked out, I'm like, okay, but did you die? That's just my cue to be like, okay, are you in danger? No. Um, why are you freaking out? Or what are you afraid of? Um, is that true? That's so cool. Class. Yeah, that's great. That sounds... So that's kind of like my, like, but did you die? Because you're not going to die. Everything's okay, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a really that's a really wonderful um, approach, and I think that again, like you said, we have to go into to discover where these fears are coming from, and if whether it comes from a past or where it comes from the unknown, or what where it comes from. I think that's a really important self inquiry tool that anybody could mm-hmm. use at any time, really, not even just when you're faced with a fearful situation. I think that's actually a really wonderful framework or a methodology in terms of understanding where we're at and why we're there um, before we take a leap into something that might be unknown. Yeah. And I think, you know, the idea of intentionally exposing yourself to it, like it's, if you're looking to um, expand, you have to be uncomfortable sometimes, you know, and that's a sign that you're going into uncharted territory. It's not comfortable. It's not, it's new. So it should feel a little, you know, might rock you a little bit, right? You can't always own everything and own it like a rocket. Like you can, you need to be uncomfortable sometimes, but that's a good thing. And I talk about, um, uh, like, working your fear muscle or working your courage muscle by exposing yourself to fear. That's awesome. The more you do things, like you said, you know, doing podcasts or meditations or public speaking or whatever, writing a book, um, it gets, it's still hard, but it gets easier. Or the old things that used to scare you don't anymore. They're no big deal. So you step into bigger you show up bigger, you you show up brighter, lighter, you know, like you can take on bigger things if you want to, because you kind of work through the, the little things that used to freak you out. That's a really cool way to look at it. Cause like, yeah, like once you've like, Oh, I don't feel fear in this anymore. It's like, Ooh, maybe I should step into something that does. <laughs> that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's super cool. Can I talk yeah. to you? Can you talk to me about, sorry, um, uh, the public speaking and kind of, is this the same sort of stuff that you're going to talk about when you're doing that? Well, yeah, so I've I've only had a couple of experiences. I mean, I facilitate, so it's a little different teaching than it is actually sharing almost like a personal story. So I did a, an event um, probably six months ago now, and it's called Mo Monday, and it's this motivational Monday thing that they do in different cities around Canada. And I actually wrote about, I spoke about my my story in the book, Fuck Fear, um, and the essence of it was essentially what I was afraid of, which was... Um, basically being vulnerable, trusting people, and even trusting myself. Um, and that's the essence of my story. It's, you know, I kind of go through my, through my telling the public here in a public forum, my <laughs> 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 the adversity I had been through, and some of it's pretty raw, you know, like stuff that you go through that um, it evolves you. And if you, but you can get caught in all the traps, right? So trying to share that with people and sound empowered and not like I'm in victim mode, you know, that I'm, you know, work through it. And I want, I want to show people with the public speaking that there's the other side. That's if you can make a practice or work or find the right tools, which I'm hoping I'm able to give people during my retreats, 
you find yourself on the other side of of the gong show. That's beautiful. And and one thing I just want to say again, knowing you um, for some time, is just I feel like you're very accessible, and I think that's a really important thing. Again, I don't feel like you you pull any higher than thou tricks or try to mm. kind of like appear as though you're the one who has all the knowledge and everyone else went. I can I can imagine you sitting there and just connecting very very deeply with people exactly where they're at and and really helping people. So I'm so happy you're doing your work. Yes, thank you. Yes, and I, I do. I do. I'm conscientious of that. Like I really want to. I never. I never want anybody to ever feel like I'm on a pedestal or I'm more than. You know, like I was in their shoes too, and you know, I, I want them to be in my shoes. I want people to just feel peaceful, even if you're feeling afraid. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. Well, um, thank you for saying that. Yeah, no problem. I do have like a final question I ask at the end of these things, but is there anything else that you wanted to share? Any other things that you think feel might be powerful or help? Sorry, helpful towards people or empowering? Um. Well, you know, I, I was. You were talking about Tara earlier, my mousy mama. So her and I do retreats together now locally. I was doing retreats. I did a, a retreat in Nicaragua, and um, I think that was my my. I don't know, my, another awakening I had um, to do more like coaching, coaching people and helping hopefully inspire them or just give them tools or what have you. But so Tara and I, we now do uh, these women retreats. It's called Journey to Empowered Living. Um, we actually have one coming up. Uh, but, um, you know, it's, I guess all I'd like to say is, you know, we want people to explore where they might feel stuck. And I'm finding the people that we attract, or maybe it's just, our age, I feel like it's our age, you know, I'm in my mid-40s almost, and I find, like, kind of towards the late 30s and into the 40s is when people really look at their lives, and they try to figure out, like, what the fuck am I doing? Is this where I want to be? Am I happy? And I think those are the people that we're touching on, like, you know, like, well, are you happy? Let's explore that. Come, well, let's look at life and see um, if you need to shift or if you need to find some tools to just improve the life you're in, you know? So... I just, I want people to never feel like they have to settle and nobody's ever stuck. That's I guess that's beautiful. what I'd have to say. Yeah, that's beautiful. And yeah, it's interesting because I think a lot of times people can kind of like achieve things in a worldly sense, but still not be happy as well. So you might meet a person who's a doctor and they've really, you know, achieved in the material realm that they have this mm -hmm. house and they have this family and everything, but there's still something that's missing. There's like still a, a missing passion or a missing depth to their connection to themselves and to the world. And, um, yeah, I'd say that that's probably, probably people like that in their 30s and 40s will probably come to you for that too, eh? Yeah. And you know what? And it even works in the other way where I'm finding, like, people that are spiritual or, like, yogis or what have you are really kind of, like, grounded and centered in one ways, but they're not very empowered in their life yeah. in other ways. So and we are, we've had a spectrum, like in one retreat, we had, like you said, like from an engineer to yogis to, you know, to single moms to, like, it's amazing the people that show up because we're all kind of, we're all the same, really. We just do different things, you know, and it's just a matter of finding what layer needs to be worked on. That's beautiful. If, if anyone here that's listening would want to connect with those retreats, where should they go? Um, we do have a Facebook page of Journey to Empowered Living, um, hashtag Murphy Mamas. <laughs> That's the main way to get us. We have a website in progress, but it's not quite live yet. But we also have, if you go on Eventbrite, you can also look up Journey to Empowered Living. And we have a one-day one -day retreat in Milford, which is just past the airport. I hope you don't mind me. Did I share this? Oh, of course. <laughs> okay if I share this? Oh, no, please. Um, 
yeah, so it's a one-day retreat. We usually do a weekend, but we decided to condense it because we wanted to make it more tangible for people time-wise and also financially. Sometimes it's hard for, um, you know, like people that are in the 30s and 40s have kids. So sometimes it's really hard to get away for a whole weekend. So it's a nice way to just kind of like escape for a day and be able to go back home for the night type of thing. Oh, freak yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it's kind of, it's been interesting that it's like it's, for a lot of people, they want the time away, but they can only afford a day. So it's working out really, really well. Well, yeah. I, I hope that anybody who, who needs to connect with you will be able to. Absolutely. Oh, um, I love that. So anything else you want to say before we ask that final question? Me share kind of my uh, my scoop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's what we're doing here. Yeah. 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 No, I think I really appreciate the, you know the fact that we we touched cut all the bases. You know, I am a holistic practitioner and have my own business, and I'm looking I'm stepping into coaching and public speaking and retreats are a big one right now. So um, the book has just been kind of gravy on top of top of it all. I'm thinking I'm hoping with. If people read the book, Fuck Fear, it's, you know, not only is it inspiring, but hopefully it gives people a sense of, um, you know, that I've been there. And uh, it's almost like, hopefully it gives me a bit of clout, right? Like, that, you know, I get it, man. Yeah. <laughs> and it's done the work. And the thing is, it's all practice. I mean, you know, whether it's meditation, exercise, flexing your courage muscle, it's a practice. And, uh, you know, just, I think life is a big practice. And you just got to figure out what you want to work on. That's wonderful. Okay, well, yeah. the final question, and this is something I'm asking everybody that does these podcasts, is just that if yeah. you had one message for the world summed up in a sentence, I know that's a bit hard because, you know, life is very complex and situationally driven, but if you just had one sort of boop that you would put on a message board to the whole world, what would you say? Oh, my. <laughs> would you say, oh, my? That, that works. <laughs> um, I would say... Like I said, you're never stuck, and if you can embrace your humanity with compassion and not take things personally, you'll find you'll be a happier person. That's beautiful, Jazz. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. So much. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions for the podcaster today, send an email to question jcp at gmail.com that's q-u-e-s-t-i-o-n jcp at gmail.com 